Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning. Ah, and well, well, let's try that again. Welcome. <laughs> Good morning, kids. Uh, welcome to uh, the Daily Beaver Morning Show, episode number 228, season three. I'm doing this all backwards this morning, it seems. Uh, here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. You have Mr. Grizzly here looking fine, looking fine. Um. Today, recording day, is Thursday, so flash in the cufflinks, Thursday, October 12th, 2023, but more importantly, day before opening night, for yours truly. Uh, (laughs) uh, Pardon? Any jitters? Uh, I'm actually too tired for jitters. Understood. Yeah, it's uh, the last two nights have been um, very, 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 very short, and you could probably see it in my face. Uh, so uh, hopefully uh, today, between uh, the show and uh, the big, big rehearsal, where we move into the big theater with the whole orchestra pit and everything, where we're dealing with all the union people, so we have to be very, very quick and efficient because time is money in theater. Definitely, time is money in theater. Um. Yeah, I'm going to need to, and it's probably going to be extra long today. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to need a nap because two nights in a row working on about three and a half hours sleep. 
Uh, the last two days have been tough uh, for, for yours truly, my friends. Uh, only because, oh my God, I'm sounding like Doug Ford now. Uh, my kids, yeah, I, I said my friends, uh, my kids, because uh, I am, um, uh, the last two days, I've had uh, three anchors in my schedule, uh, both at, at least two to three hours time. Um so the days have uh, I've literally had um, an hour and a half each of the last two days that were fully mine for like doing stuff like eating and yeah those no, those silly little things yeah. going to the bathroom <laughs> so um, yeah um, I'm actually kind of happy because yesterday was then I mean even though there's still a lot to do the Tuesday and Wednesday were the big humps because I knew that the days were going to be completely full and there was no possible way that I'd be going to bed past midnight on either day. And then thrown into that, we had the biggest news story of the year here in Canada politics with Doug Ford's government being uh, uh, investigated. Yeah, announced that it's being investigated by the RCMP and then a few days before war. So um, it's... Uh, Y'all picked a fine time to get very busy people. Of course they did. Yeah, like how freaking inconsiderate. Don't you know that the queen has stuff going on? They don't care. You know that. They're all self-centered pricks. <sighs> Tell you. Queen's work is never done, and good help is so hard to find. Anyway. <laughs> That's why I'm sticking with Mr. Grizzly. <laughs> According to Mr. Grizzly, he's staff. Yeah, I'm staff. Uh, yeah, we consider we consider him a little more highly than staff. <clears throat> but whatever he says goes. He's the boss. When when we're producing the show, he's God. So, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, kids. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, the Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corbin Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. I'm your host, the Eager Beaver. Pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver. And uh, with me, as always, as you can hear, is uh, my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, we have a nibble for you this morning. But, uh, Mr. Grizzly, how's your uh, mental health today? I am feeling really good. Yeah, Ooh. really good. Two days in a row feeling really good. Uh, I'm, I'm at about 95%. So and that, those big work days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yesterday, wow. uh, yesterday was a thirteen-hour day in the office. No breaks. I mean, I ate. I had lunch. I had breakfast, and I had dinner. But I didn't have any. Like I was working the whole time, so it was like I'd be eating and working and eating. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who have uh, uh, white-collar desk jobs that can completely understand that. Uh, you know, you got a, a tight deadline or a tight timeline or a tight work schedule. You just eat while you're working. So yeah, 13 hours yesterday, uh, no real breaks, but that's that's fine. I don't mind. Today will be a uh, standard eight-hour, nine-hour day today. I guess, yeah, it'll be a nine-hour day today and tomorrow regular stuff. So we're all good. Oh, is, uh, is that like just this week that's going to be heavy like that? Yeah, next week should be back to just uh, 44, 45 hours, nothing outrageous. This week was just because it was big board meetings, right? So, and, and normally it's only a two-day event. This this uh, this occasion, it was a three-day event, which is out of the ordinary, uh, but it was a special one. So, you know, duty calls, uh, I go to duty. You said duty. Duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> 
Yes, kids, I'm all of six. All right. Scatological <laughs> humor, yes. Well, you know, I yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Again, this morning I will be jumping in and out, and I have to be gone at 8 a.m. because it's another hard deadline for me today. All right. Uh, tomorrow we'll make up for it with a nice long show and i apologize for being a couple minutes late this morning had a few complications when i got into the office so i couldn't jump on right away i have you know a, a day job i have to deal with first so I'm, uh, as we keep on saying that the beaver lodge we don't care when you arrive so long as you get here uh, cool. So cool thank you so much for all the efforts that you're you're doing because if you weren't doing it remotely there would be no show uh to answer your question the daily beaver uh was great working with greg lawrence super easy easy going guy just chill as could be he knew exactly what he wanted but he wasn't a demanding individual he's like okay we're gonna do that take again because i need you to do it this way i'm like oh, okay no problem it was like super easy to work with him but i'm 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 a relatively amiable person and i'm easy to get along with just tell me what you need me to do that's what i say to bridget all the time just tell me what you need me to do it's hmm. not complicated yep yep um see the daily watch the butch patterson episode with mr grizzly classic i do not know what that refers to i'll send you a link okay i appeared uh, so uh the butch patterson private dick was a uh series on uh comedy uh the comedy channel comedy what i forget what it was called back then this was in 1999 it ran for three years it was shot here in ottawa it was uh written directed and produced by greg lawrence greg lawrence's uh, from Toronto, uh, sorry, Belleville. Uh, he grew up on the same street as uh, Greg, uh, John Chris Faluzzi, the guy who did Ren and Stimpy, mm -hmm. and another, uh, another buddy of mine. Uh, uh, oh, I, I see his face. I can't think of his name right now. They all grew up on the same street. They all went into the arts, John being an animator, Greg being a writer, director, producer, actor, and my buddy being a producer and director. They all grew up on the same street in Belleville, and they all they all did very very well for themselves. Uh, so, yeah, so that show was uh, back in 1999. Uh, I did a couple episodes of it actually, but the the one where I had a little bit more feature was the dance uh, marathon episode where I was the DJ. Okay, so you can see me throughout the show, and then there's a close up where I'm passed out on the turntables with a record in my hand. Then at the end, I'm asleep on the ground, and then stuntman Stu, my buddy uh, Stu. Yeah. Uh, he comes over, wakes me up. I get up and I walk into the scene and I take a photo and I walk out of frame. And that's, that's okay. I'm so that was the, that thing that you showed us uh, an image of the other day. Yeah. 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 Back okay. when I had hair, I had blonde hair. It was 1999. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you said like falling asleep at uh, the turntable um, yesterday afternoon, I fell asleep right here. That happens. Right here. I was um, sending, I was writing the descriptions for the last two day show. Mm -hmm. And somewhere in the description for yesterday's show, while I was here typing, I um, fell asleep. <laughs> and uh, as, of course, I'm like listening to yesterday's show, well, sk skimming through yesterday's show in order to be able like to pick the subjects up, you know, because I put the list of little subjects with like cute little names that we're mm -hmm. dealing with. Um, so the show was still running. Uh, apparently, my beaver sweetie came home, uh, walked through the door, uh, heard the show was still running. I was sitting here. Apparently, he said hello twice or three times before. I uh, didn't hear anything and tried to like wake me gently with a nice little kiss and did it. And then the third time he did, it was like, sound asleep. I right through, right through the bulkhead. I, he scared me half to death. But yeah, uh, I'm a tired beaver. <laughs> When, when you fall asleep sitting up at the computer. 
I, I wasn't even that. over actually. <laughs> What's that song by Night Ranger um, from Midnight Madness? Uh, when you close your eyes, do you dream about me? Uh, well, I was hearing your voice, that's for sure. <laughs> You're subliminally coming into my mind while I was sleeping. Close enough. I'll take that as a win. <laughs> So uh, it's, uh, if I start clucking like a chicken, uh, for some reason, it's because Mr. Grizzly hypnotized me while I was out. Uh, <laughs> my my mellifluous speaking voice tends to have a way of doing that with people. Have you, uh, do you know that song uh, by Night Ranger? No. What's was, the title of it? Uh, when you close your eyes, do you dream about me? I don't think, not from the title. But it, was the same, it was the same album that Sister Christian was on. Is it a ballad? No, such a Christian is. But no, no, not such a Christian. When you close your eyes. No, it's when you close your eyes. Do you dream about me? No, don't know that one. When you close your brig banner. Anyway, it's a good song. Okay, yeah. I will have Jack to look Blades. it up. Jack Bleeds was the vocalist. All right, all right, 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 right. Okay, so um, I know people want me to talk about this because um, there have been some requests. <laughs> Talk about what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, our good friend Ski showing that he is not yet quite ready for the job. Um, oh, that. Yes. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Why didn't Canada, why wasn't Canada invited to make a comment on the Quint? Because we're not a member. Yes. Usually I don't get invited to a, a, a club uh, to make a comment about the club when I don't belong to it. Yes, indeed. Um, so what happened is that um, uh, during, and, and this is not a new play for the conservatives, oh. if you will remember, um, a couple of months ago, the United States uh, signed that agreement with Australia for their use of their nuclear submarines, which kind of made France a little pissed off because they were about to sign a deal <laughs> with Australia. And the United States just came in and said, uh, how about you use these ones instead? Um, so, and then they were all going all around going, well, gee, why wasn't Canada included in this deal? And, you know, the three or four nations that were part of that agreement was one that we were just not a part of and never part of. Well, this one care, while there's all, you have all this information, misinformation going out on about the embassy being closed. Mm -hmm. You also had this. So they were, while, while this is going on, they're lighting a thousand little brush fires course they are right and this was one of them over the weekend the uh, anyway you know it said i don't know if you read it specifically what pb said oh I, well hang on i'll put it back up on the screen and i'll read it out loud for the folks who uh it says over the weekend the white house gathered germany france italy uk to agree on a joint statement on the middle east justin trudeau found out in the media he is sidelined again Okay, now they love to do this thing, right? Prime no, Minister's been sidelined. He doesn't write. Everybody's laughing at him. Ah, we're such an embarrassment. Okay, so uh, it seems that not only uh, was that going on through the conservatives, but it was also happening through the news agencies because the story had initially come out that there had been a G7 meeting to have a common statement condemning Hamas. Mm -hmm. or its attack on Israel, and Canada had not been invited. So the opposition pounced on that story, but so did lots of media. And it turns out that it wasn't a G7 meeting, but as uh, Mr. Grizzly says, one of a group of countries called the Quint Nations. Now, as the name suggests, 
it's a group of five nations, right? That also happen to be among the G7 nations. But they're either nuclear power nations, like the United States, the United Kingdom, or France, or they are nuclear sharing nations like Germany and Italy, Canada, and Japan. Who's the other member of the G7 nation that nobody in Canada was wondering why Japan was left out? Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was an embarrassment for their country as well. Apparently it was just for us, even though both of us were left out. Well, the quint is, is five nations that share nuclear arms. We don't have those. That's exactly it. Canada and Japan are neither of we're, those. We're not a member of that, of Quint, because we're not one of the five nations that has nuclear warheads. So, now, yes. Polyev should know this, but once again, he will. Tr- he should know this, but then again, he is an ignorant asshole. So, likely he doesn't. So, he had to try and make hay of something, which puts egg on his own face, because why would we get invited to make a statement something we're not a member of we wouldn't oh i've got something else for you wait a second wait no don't do that don't do that i have something else for you i'm going to bring it up later okay later something later i've got it in the hopper for later on you're gonna love it you're gonna okay um much later Okay, it's an informal decision-making group, uh, and it has, like, it's linked to other big organizations, right? Oh yes. It discussed all the major. These leaders discuss all the major international topics, participate in video conferences on meeting and meeting in other various forums, such as NATO, the OSCE, the G20, the UN. If you're talking about foreign affairs, we sh- you should know who the what the quint is now in canada we hear about them very little because we're not involved we're not a member um so we have a situation where in the space of a few days um the person who's presenting himself to us as canada's inevitable next prime minister has shown that after 20 years because he likes to say after eight years of Justin Trudeau, after 20 years of Pierre Poilievre in Parliament, he is not aware that a statement is by the group called the Quint. None of his party operations or research team or anything either bothered to take a look at it or deliberately just said, we don't care, we're just going to lie, but let's assume they probably didn't look at it because let's say they too thought it was the G7 thing. Again, it's the House of Commons incident all over again. Yes. Somebody said something. You took it as being true. You stood up and applauded in case of the House of Commons here in case you just jumped right on the bandwagon. Let's just jump on our prime minister and create yet another international embarrassment for ourselves by showing that we have a nation that has a leader of an opposition who always introduces himself to people as his majesty's loyal opposition who for some reason keeps on being caught trying to humiliate or embarrass or debase his own nation in the international press. All the time. All the time. Uh, And this happens right on the heels of this guy showing us that he also cannot math by comparing a turkey. 
in 2005, yes. 2015, when he was in government, to a turkey in 2023, comparing a frozen turkey to a fresh turkey, like it's comparing a sale price to a regular price and not even adjusting his price for inflation. He who can't keep the word inflation or just inflation out of his mouth. After 20 years of Pierre Polyev tabling one piece of legislation that was so horrendously bad that and other sunk governments his government. sunk his government, other governments called it out. Economists around the world said, this is terrible. Uh, people within his own party said, this is not good. I think 20 years of this guy's been enough. I think that's our new campaign slogan. 20 years of Polyev has been enough with zero legislation to show for anything that was worth anything, let alone that one piece that, you know, sunk his government. Yep. So there's your soundbite, uh, liberal and NDP parties. <laughs> but you, you have, like I said, he's this apparently financial genius who recommended Bitcoin and can't do a comparative price analysis from one year to another. He's an idiot. And he wants the purse strings. And now, um, you know, apparent foreign, foreign, well, not, I was going to say apparent foreign policy expert, but he's not presenting himself as such at all. Um, in fact, I remember um, a couple of days ago, uh, he was making a comment, and I hope I can find it at some point so that we can play it for you. Um, but he was sitting there, and um, remember when the prime minister was talking about monetary policy? And he said, you know, I don't think much of monetary policy because, and he said a whole bunch of things, and then the conservatives stopped that, that I don't think about monetary policy, and then they flipped that as saying it's not my business, or I don't care about it, and then been laughing at him all this time. But when it's not the prime minister's job to think of monetary policy, that's the Bank of Canada's job, and government is not supposed to influence the Bank of Canada. Just give them the data that they need so that they can do their analysis. Well, uh, Padyev uh, was basically asked about uh, the stuff going on around the world and basically said, you know, he prefers not to, something like prefers not to voice an opinion or something. I guess or not interfere or meddle or you know talk comment about things going on in other countries. So it again, it's Israel. Like if there's one country in the world, the whole Western Bloc does things that have a lot of us going hmm? for every now and then. It's Israel. I mean, even Ukraine is worried at the moment that because everybody's now looking to Israel and trying to help it, that uh, they're just going to forget it exists. And I'm thinking that probably Putin is hoping for that too, which is probably why he's helping with his good friend Iran. Probably. Hasn't been established yet in the public domain, but probably helping over there. Because he knows he's losing in Russia and well, what better way to distract an enemy by creating another front? Spread things a little thin, right? Especially since the United States has a bit of a short attention span, at least for the people, right? There's already people going like, okay, when are we getting out of Ukraine? They haven't won it yet. 
cell. Um, PP. If you got a leader of the opposition who can't math and is not aware of some of the basics of foreign policy and uh, on a situation like this uh, wants to go to the members of the Jewish faith at their most vulnerable moment and pander as he did in that um, address that he gave uh, at that solidarity night. but not want to take a firm position publicly, much like he didn't want to take a firm position publicly on what's actually happened with foreign interference because he didn't want to go get his security clearance. I mean, again, don't want to get your security clearance, don't want to be informed, is not informed about comparative price analysis, is not informed about a what in which military alliances we are in and not in after 20 years it prompts one quite dude what have you been doing all this time on our dime and in our name 20 freaking years. What have you been doing? Yeah. Man. That guy, I swear. He just, he literally is just ambition on two legs. You know when people used to, I mean, used to, they probably still do, they speak about women in the office and turn around and say she's ambitious or in politics but like it's a bad thing <laughs> he's, an ambi- he's an ambitious young man it's such a go-getter i was like oh she's ambitious he's a useless cockwomble cockwomble one word look it up yeah he, he, he is that too um anyway uh in other news uh, the economy in September uh, added 64,000 jobs here in Canada, uh, which tripled estimates. Uh, those were the expectations. And in the United States, uh, 336,000 jobs were created, uh, which was the biggest monthly gain this year. And the United States, they had uh, positive upward revisions for the previous two months. Uh, again, this is causing a lot of people to have a little bit of panic that uh, the Bank of Canada might be feeling, hey, we keep on trying to raise these interest rates in part uh, to try and cool down the job market. Um, because, and hopefully to not have wage inflation go out of control is what they're thinking because they're really worried about like 1980, 1982 happening again. Um, We also have a really interesting situation where um, last month when the unemployment rate went up a little bit, uh, you had PP all over our screens yelling and screaming uh, that there, well, there goes the economy. There he, he failed it. There he goes. It's to the pot. This is how he screwed it. Unemployment's going back up now. Um, I'm not hearing him 
praising the man that's responsible for everything in the world. Well, sorry, everything that he says is broken in the world. I'm guessing if it works, it's not his fault. But yeah, didn't 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 hear him uh, cheering or congratulating uh, the prime minister equally for adding sixty four thousand jobs, ju just as much as he lambasted him the month before for. Come on, right? Come on, right? Think he's ever going to say anything positive? No, no, he's never. But I mean, right? 64,000 jobs created in September, but yeah, we're still in the tank. And of course, once again. Even though the macro economy is good for everybody living their daily lives who needs to eat and who need lodging, if those are two, still two things at which the inflation rate is rising, and it's rising faster than the actual core inflation rate or wage growth, everybody's affected. And it doesn't matter how good the macro economy is doing, everybody's going to say that the economy, because for any individual person, the economy is what they are feeling. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, just is. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, uh, and that's not just this government; it's many governments around the world. You know, there. I mean, in the United States, it's the same thing. Their interest rates have gone up as well. And I mean, this three hundred thirty-six thousand jobs is like the biggest monthly gain this year. So. Um, even in the United States, they're wondering now. It's like, is the U.S. Fed going to go up as well? Because, uh, so it's kind of weird that you get good news. <laughs> it's like more jobs, and everybody goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> but yeah, that's a bit the situation. Uh, we we have a bifurcating economy, where sort of what people used to say when we came out of the recession, when we had that K-shaped recovery where people that were doing really well were doing well and people that were not, weren't. But there was like almost like nothing middle. It was either you were going up or you were going down rather sharply. Um, may, may, may I ask you a, a personal question for a second? Sure. Um, are, you, um, are you in one of Batman's um, nemesis uh, lairs from the 1960s Batman TV show? Oh, do tell me, do tell me. Well, you're, you're crook. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. I'm, I'm looking right up at the camera like this. Uh, I, 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 do not ask me what he does with the camera when I'm not around. Well, you, you remember that from the Batman TV show from the 60s, right? How I noticed the evil lair of the, his enemy and the, the room was always at an angle. Yep, yep. I, I noticed when we started the show and I'm thinking, like, do I risk it? Just like. Because <laughs> there's no way to discreetly do this. No, <laughs> no, no. hand come right up. <laughs> I just noticed it. I'm like, for you. Ah, well, you know what? Since we're talking about it, we brought attention to it. Well, it's because I, of where I am situated. The camera is a, a, a good twelve inches above my laptop screen, so I have to look at the camera. Otherwise, it looks like I'm looking down all the time. So I don't even look at the monitor this morning because it, you know this is a temp setup. So when I look to the left where I have it monitoring, I'm like. Oh, your room is crooked. What the hell's going on? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to do that too. It's way higher. It's like the, the camera. Yeah, is, yeah. It's like right here for me. Like so. What I'm like, when, when, I'm, when I'm looking at my screen, it always looks like I'm looking down. <laughs> well, and because in this instance, like at least your camera's on top of the screen. Here, this is 12 inches above the screen. Ooh. So I'm looking at the camera. Now I'm looking at my monitor. See the difference? Yep. But if I look to my left, where I have YouTube streaming on another screen, 
just to monitor to make sure we're all good and that we're not freezing or breaking up or anything. I can see it, but it's like I, if I look there the whole time, it looks like I'm like I'm not looking at the camera. So I'm anyway, little <laughs> little behind the scenes stuff showing you how the sausage is made, kids and cubs. This is what we do to bring you a, a quality product every day. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right. Also in the news, uh, kits and cubs. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's just so much Hamas and and stuff. It's literally dominating. Like in the morning when I listen, like to the 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 five minute CBC news clip, mm -hmm. um, like three and a half minutes of the five are dedicated to it. It's just, well, I, it's, it's really something. I read, I read a quote from Mark Carney yesterday, former governor of the Bank of Canada and the Bank of England, who said that wages need to increase. They do. Corporate profits need to stop increasing and right. actually they should shrink. He says increasing wages will not increase inflation. And his uh, economic uh, acumen, along with several economists around the world, back up what he's saying. Wages need to increase across the board Corporate greed needs to come to a screeching halt, and they actually should reduce their profit margin down to an acceptable level, say 20% instead of 40, 50, 60. Greed is not good, despite what many people seem to think. It's not. It's bad. And it harms every single human being on earth, except for those who are in power with all the money. Yep. Um, other things in the news, uh, there was a meeting of uh, the provincial health ministers uh, in Charlottetown. Uh, it's a two-day meeting, I believe, uh, that's already started, I believe. I'm not sure. I can't remember if it started yesterday and uh, or, the day, or the day before, but I believe that this is the second day. Uh, so they're discussing how they're going to grow the healthcare workforce. Mark Holland, who's now the new Minister of Health, uh, is uh, says that this is his first meeting with all of his counterparts. Uh, he says, the pen, uh, we are still trying to catch up from the pandemic, even as it's left everyone feeling tired, stretched, and under-resourced. He says that the priority now is bringing in new healthcare workers and retaining those who already work in the industry. And uh, once again, the famous thing of foreign credentials, they keep on saying that they want to look at foreign, presential, foreign credentials and um, make it easier, but they've never actually gotten together and actually developed something nationally that will help with that. And uh, they are talking about uh, creating pan-Canadian uh, licensing process because, for example, if you're a nurse, you're a nurse in your province, but you can't necessarily go work in another province. You have to like qualify which each province's board. So they're looking at uh, whether or not there could be a pan-Canadian licensing process, which would allow... It should be. I mean, it doesn't create more nurses, but at least it allows them to be mobile in cases, you know, they, we need to move people quickly to a hot spot while we don't have enough nurses. Um, so that could be a, a decent idea. Uh, there was uh, still some people in the media trying to uh, do with this story, like the thing with the Quint as well, because health ministers met first. And I guess the the federal health minister maybe comes a little later. But when it was announced that health ministers are meeting, they go, well, and not with the federal minister? minister? Who are they? And it's like, oh, God, come on, man. You got quotes on, on TV saying that, you know, he's looking forward to his first meeting with them. Clearly he's attending. But yeah. sometimes there are first minister's meetings that do not include 
the federal where they meet together to strategize. And then they have the one where the federal person comes on where they meet to beg. <laughs> Jeez, it's, it's not like this is complicated. But uh, yep, they're just once again trying to wherever they can. So like the federal government's absent, not there, doesn't care. It's just, uh, it's exhausting. Oh, yes. It's just completely exhausting. Well, I don't understand why nurses have to qualify in each province. I don't know why there isn't a federal standard. Like, this makes no sense to me. Yeah. Doctors have a federal standard, do they not? I do not know. I think they're all, the, well, all their boards are also provincial, but I do not know if they've established a, a federal well, standard as well. Here's the, here's the reason I think they are, because they, a lot of doctors out of med school do what's called a locum. I don't know if you're familiar That's with true. that. That's true, yeah. You know, so it's like somebody up north, northern Ontario says, I need to take four weeks off on vacation. Can you run my practice? And you're from Quebec or Alberta or wherever. A lot of people go up to the Northwest Territories uh, in Nunavut uh, and the Yukon and will do a locum go, or go to Newfoundland. They will do a locum, in which case they're almost able to pay off their, their student loans, their medical debt, medical, uh, medical school debt uh, after about, if they do a year of locums, they're debt free and have money in the bank because it's a money making scheme for them. Like it, it really, everything's taken care of and they take care of patients and they can go from one province to the next doing locums. It's, it's a common practice. So that would lead me to believe that the doctors are federally, uh, licensed across the board. Mm -hmm. you, might, you know, to set up a practice in a province, you might have to do some sort of see something like a, write an exam or do a board meeting or something, but, but to go work in another province, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm. I don't have any knowledge whatsoever, but what you're saying makes a ton of sense uh, on that one. Uh, so, Mr. Grizzly, you have a hard out at eight, and we have a couple of minutes. And you said you had something, so I will uh, hand the floor to you. So, um, with I can't give away uh, what I know. I can't tell you exactly what I know, but I can tell you this. You know how Pierre Polyev is constantly railing on about the carbon tax, the carbon tax, it's not a tax, it's a carbon regulatory fee. Mm -hmm. You know how he wants to erase it and ax it and get rid of it and he wants to cut this and cut that and cut another thing? Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you uh, with full knowledge that that will blow up in his face if he tries to cut it because that money is being used to be poured into green technology. And I can tell you right now, we have trillions of dollars of green technology in the pipeline coming over the next five to 15 years. That's all I can tell you. Suffice to say, I have it under absolute authority, unequivocally. That's going to blow up in his face if he tries to cancel that. So let him run on it because were he to get elected by the people who are not versed on the crap that he spews, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's in for a shock when he discovers that, um, the, the powers that be are not having what he's selling. They're not buying what he's selling. They're not having it. He, it'll blow up in his face. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Interesting to see how that plays out. All right. Uh, kids, that's the end of this uh, episode of the daily beaver morning show. We hope that you love listening to us because we love making this for you because uh, sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. Please let your peeps and poops know about us and share the word about our show because democracy is something that you do if you have uh, the ability to donate to the red cross we would appreciate that because uh, 
it's always good to help if you are able to. And um, also uh, make sure that you write to your MLAs, your MPPs, your senators, your MPs um, to um, let them know that uh, you demand better. Um, because again, today, um, nothing. And then you snip it about Doug Ford. Nothing. Luckiest SOB on the planet, I tell you. It's being swept under again. Jeez. Um, All right. Um, if you would like to subscribe and not miss an episode, you can uh, go to our pod page site, our pod page, which is sponsored by the Ray Girl. That's podpage.com slash the true North eager beaver, all lowercase letters uh, with hyphen between each one of those words. And when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, uh, we will come directly to you. Uh, we apologize uh, for mm-hmm. being a little late and getting the last uh, two episodes out uh, on podcast. But uh, as you've heard, uh, both uh, Mr. Grizzly and I have been uh, doing uh, 11 or 12 hour days or maybe even a little bit more, uh, the last few. So, um, we appreciate your patience. <laughs> a couple of things slipped through the cracks uh, during that, uh, during those periods. Uh, but we are thinking of you. And, uh, if you do like to subscribe to things, then, uh, you can make like Kit Elaine who says right there, have a beyond awesome day, everyone. And remember to smash the button before you leave. Uh, and often Kit Elaine uh, starts off the show. Remember kids, if you smash the button now, you don't have to remember to do it later. So, uh, she's great because, you know, the planner people type and the more spontaneous people type. Well, both of them get served. Elaine thinks of everyone. <laughs> so uh, you go to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube page, and we have three buttons for you there. Like, share, subscribe, click them in whatever order you like, whatever order makes you happy. And uh, yeah. That helps us out big time. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, and if you would like to encourage us to do more because you, you think that we uh, make a good product, uh, or uh, if you, you want to uh, thank Mr. Grizzly for working so hard and going the extra mile, uh, not only by doing the show remotely, but uh, bring in the fashion, well, then you go to our coffee page. That's coffee, if you're listening, spelled ko-fi.com ko-fi.com slash eager beaver lowercase letters all in one words all in one word <laughs> sorry uh and uh that's where you can make your donation uh to help uh us produce this show for you it's a labor of love but money helps <laughs> all right uh Mr. Grizzly from the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying uh, it can be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and uh, be gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Yes. Friends don't let friends, let uninformed friends don't let uninformed friends vote for the Reform Party. There you go. All right. And uh, if you are in the Northwest Territories, remember that you have a territorial election happening on November 14th. Uh, So just over a month to go. All right, Mr. Grizzly, please roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries 
featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. And before we go, just a little bit of Canadians who make us proud news. Uh, Canadian cyclist names, named James Piccoli uh, finished third uh, in a uh, five-stage race called the Tour of Hainan in China and even won a stage along the way. So a uh, bronze medal performance for a Canadian cyclist. Way to go. Cool. Right, kids, have a great day. And have okay. a great day. You too, Mr. Grizzly. I'll be in Toronto Saturday for those who want to meet up for a cup of coffee. Just hit me a DM on the Twitter. See ya. Bye. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.